Hello, this is the Daily Tech, and today I'm sharing some more tech news with you that I do hope you enjoy. Also, I realise this intro is getting a bit repetitive, even though it's more likely that you've never watched one of these before. Uh, yeah, just, I really need to come up with something else. Anyway, uh, this is technically a re-record because I completely messed up the recording. Something broke, so here I am again. So if I accidentally skip over something, that I'll probably why, because I thought I've said it. Anyway, so of course... Uh, first thing I'm talking about, I'm a big virtual reality fan, and I'm a big Minecraft fan, so these two things put together is just really good. So Minecraft is now available for PlayStation VR as a free update, which is a key part there. So obviously, um, virtual reality is getting bigger, and Minecraft is a very big game already, and people own a lot of, a lot of PlayStation VRs around in the world, so obviously it's natural for them to want to make a VR version of this. I actually thought they did have a VR version, but it turns out it's literally where you just get a big screen, which is still good, but I mean, you want the full VR experience, which isn't still here, and I'll explain that in a second, but obviously it's getting somewhere, and I think we'll have to wait until the PlayStation 5 to get the full experience. So of course, the PlayStation VR update is now available to install, uh, but of course, uh, if you own uh, Minecraft on PlayStation, then it's completely free. So of course, it's really nice that they're doing this as a free update, obviously because... Uh, if they hadn't done it free, they'll still get a lot of people, of course, A, they're missing out on downloads, and B, it's just not very nice, you know, it's, Bedrock, I think, has the VR feature, of course, they do have to tweak it for their things, but still, like, it's a very, it's nice that they've decided to do this for free instead of charging money for it when they could have done that. Um, obviously, um, there's quite a lot of PlayStation VR headsets, and I assume a lot of people will get this anyway. Most people have Minecraft, I think, so a lot of people have it anyway, so... They'll just download this as a normal update. So, of course, it's not the first time My Minecraft has come to virtual reality, but obviously it's like, it's still getting onto a new platform. Of course, it's been on PC for ages, years and years, I think, uh, and it's now finally getting onto um, the console. So, of course, um, it's the same 100% game, they haven't had to remove anything. Sadly, you do have to use a PlayStation 4 controller instead of the Move controllers. I think this is something to do with the amount of buttons they have available to them. They don't have enough buttons or there's not any analog sticks, meaning they can't really play the game with them. It wouldn't work very well. Like, it wouldn't really work. So, of course, um, so of course they've had to use the PlayStation 4 controller. That's why I'm talking about maybe with the PlayStation 5, if they make a new VR headset for that, then they could make new controllers, new Move controllers, something like that. That will then be able to play full virtual reality games because it'll have the processing power to do it. It just needs to have all the stuff to be able to go into those games. So of course that's really nice. Uh, the fact that obviously it's come out now. So uh, it says there's a quick video of the game. If you don't want to go and watch that, then I would recommend you do. Of course, if you have a PlayStation VR and you play Minecraft, I would recommend downloading this update and playing it. Sounds quite fun, so do make sure to do that if you really want to. Uh, next up, after just talking about PlayStation, uh, we're going to go into a bit of Microsoft Xbox news. It's not really news, it's just some cool stuff they've added. So, of course, with a new uh, generation of consoles, we're getting a new generation of accessories. Uh, mainly, I'm talking about the controllers here, what it is, what I'm talking about. So, of course, uh, it has a few redesigns, so obviously... I'll go through that as well, even I've talked about it before. And also, I'm going through some of the things they've added uh, and changed. So, firstly, uh, a slightly new design. It's not as dramatic from the 360 to the 1, 
but obviously it's still a dramatic change. It's not a dramatic change, but it's still a change all the same. So one noticeable thing is that it's all a flat piece of plastic, mainly by the Xbox like logo button. So before it would dip down into that, but now it's just a flat thing. Uh, that's quite nice, and I think that's a good decision that they made. Um, obviously, uh, it's just something they've changed. I think it makes it look a bit more. It just makes it look nicer. I don't know. There's something about it that just makes it look nice. Uh, next thing they've changed, uh, they've added a new button. So of course, um, before there was only the like two window buttons and of course the three lines. Now they've got like a share button. I think that is. So it's like a cut in half rectangle thing with an arrow. I'm really bad at describing things. Anyway, uh, of course, I think that's to share. Uh, I assume it is anyway. Also, I believe they've added a USB-C port instead of micro USB. I'm not sure of this, but as far as I've read, it is. So, um, that's good. USB-C obviously isn't the best and you connector, so it's nice that they're using that. So, there's going to be new options for the next controller. So, they've recently added a new Xbox controller in carbon black with the Xbox Series X. And, of course, more recently, uh, robot white with the Xbox Series S. And this November, they're providing three more options so you can choose the controller that best fits your personality and gaming style. So, of course, they have Shock Blue, which is a vibrant new hue. And it hasn't been seen on any other of their controllers. Uh, so the striking top blue case is accented by the blood, uh, black hybrid of the D-pad and XBX, ABXY uh, buttons. So of course the um, the arrow buttons, the D-pad is uh, black while the rest of it is like a nice blue. Also the buttons while having blue letters are black on the, around them. Also a cool little thing that I noticed is uh, in between all those buttons they had the colours of what they normally were. I think that's quite nice anyway, it's, it also adds just a nice, cool little thing to the thing. So, of course, it's really nice. And, of course, for the people who prefer to use a PC for their gaming, use an Xbox controller, uh, there's now different bundles for that as well. So, these new controllers feature a more inclusive ergonomic design and performance-boosting updates, uh, now standard on all new Xbox wireless controllers, like textured grip bumpers, uh, triggers and back case to keep you locked in and on target. Of course, while the Elite Controller inspired hybrid D-pad enables greater precision with easier access to diagonals and sweeps. Oh yeah, and that's an integrated share button so you can capture and record your most epic or meme-worthy moments right from the controller, which is really cool. Of course, it will pair with the Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, which is nice that this is back. This can go to, you can use it on the different console, uh, which is really nice. Sometimes it doesn't work. Like, a, I'm not sure if you can use a PlayStation 5 controller for PlayStation 4, but I know you can't use a PlayStation 4 one for PlayStation 5. I'm not sure if you can use the old Xbox one with the new one. I assume you can. So there's that. So it's responsive as well. It's a bit more responsive. So for the pricing, uh, they're keeping at the same price of $59.99 uh, US dollars. Uh, which is the same starting price as their previous controller and of course plays all games on the Xbox Series X and S and if you want the rechargeable battery uh, plus the USB-C cable that will cost $24.99 uh, US dollars oh yeah I didn't talk about that so of course they refreshed their rechargeable battery solution uh, now if you plug it you get the Xbox rechargeable battery and the USB-C cable so it charges through USB-C 
Uh, so you plug in the rechargeable battery and fully charge your controller in under four hours before or while after or while you play. Uh, so it's nice that they're doing that. USB-C as well, which is really nice. That's uh, good to see that they're getting that new connector in this thing. Also, Export Design Lab. Uh, I looked at it before. It's quite cool. So obviously you can make a custom controller. So it was launched in August of 2016. Of course, it has grown and evolved from basic color customization to options like engraving to include patterned uh, top cases, metallic accents, rubberized grips, and even NFL team logos to offer over a billion, which is quite a lot, obviously, possible color combinations to fans. So you can make a unique controller that maybe no one else would have, which is really cool for that thought. And of course, it fits you as a personality. Like you like the look of the controller, it's nice. So of course it will be going offline temporarily so that you can bring some updates and it will be returning in 2021. So it will go down on October the 13th. So if your people buy these as like personalised gifts for holidays, if you're planning to do that, uh, then obviously you'll have to get it before October the 13th, otherwise you won't be able to get one. It's a bit of shame that they're taking it away for this time, obviously people would have liked to have it then, but it doesn't really. I think it's fine for most people. I'll just go down further, yeah okay so... Obviously, there'll be even more information, but 2021 is when it should be back up. Uh, is this any... No, I don't think there's really any use to reading through this, to be fair. Uh, let's have a look. So, of course... Okay, Xbox Special Edition Stereo Headset. So, this is a comfortable, lightweight, special edition headset that allows you to privately listen and chat in games through Xbox Live. Uh, which is the fastest and most reliable gaming network. I am reading off an Xbox site, so of course they're going to say stuff like that. Uh, so of course you, it's perfect for listening to TV or movies in uh, on the Xbox. And plus the white colour is perfect to fit the Xbox One uh, S console and matching controller. Is this even new? I don't think it is. No, I don't think this is even new to be fair. Is there anything else there? Uh, introducing... Now this is just more talking about the Xbox One S stuff. Yeah, nothing new there. So the rest of that wasn't really new. Anyway, yeah, quite cool that they're adding this customization. So that's good. Apple Watch Series Six gets taken apart. So of course, uh, I fix it when they. So when I fix it, got their hands on a new watch. Obviously, they do what they do and took it apart. They do this with most devices. And they wanted to see how easy it is to repair. So say you break something or something breaks in it. They want to see how easy it would be for the consumer to repair it. Obviously Apple isn't known for their repairability anymore. Before they used to be quite repairable as far as I've seen. But now of course they've got much more unrepairable. Especially with their MacBooks. Uh, iPhones are decently repairable. MacBooks are, like, MacBooks are pretty unrepairable most of the time. At least for a good price anyway. So I want to see how repairable this one is. So of course it comes with this watch does have a range of upgrades like uh, a new 64-bit dual-core uh, S6 SIP system and package processor and updated sensors for ECG, blood oxygen and of course more. I've talked about this watch so if you don't want to go and see uh, that it should be when I covered the Apple event episode uh, about a week ago I think it was so go and check that out if you want to. Uh, of course this watch does come in two different sizes 40mm and 40 four millimeters which is of course uh, the one they've taken apart is 44 millimeters uh, whether or not, I don't think it's too different between the two so that's to keep in mind 
And of course, um, they give this a rating on how easy it is to repair on 1 to 10. So 1 is means it's very difficult to repair and 10 means it's uh, easy to repair. So of course the higher score it gets the better. And, uh, wait, no, is that right? Yeah, okay, so uh, the new Apple Watch Series 6 managed to get a score, 6 out of 10, which is pretty decent, for I think, for an Apple product. So it is moderately difficult to repair. Uh, the screen can be replaced and also the battery without too much trouble. But of course there's tiny screws and also a lot of flex cables. Uh, and there needs to be a lot of Microsoft stuff to, to do, but it's possible to do, and once you've done it, it could be alright. So I think that's really cool. Uh, it's a bit more repairable, obviously not too repairable, but still it's fixable nonetheless. Samsung Galaxy S30 might include uh, iPhone rivaling facial recognition. So of course iPhones are known for their um, secure uh, facial recognition now. Uh, of course whether or not it's accurate for you is different. Some people find it fine, some people find issues with it. I think there's a lot more issues with face masks right now. So it's not a popular feature, but it's still um, something that people have been trying to copy. So right now, on most Android devices, you can enable something called facial recognition. Most of the time, it's not even that good. It's where it takes you can trick it with a picture sometimes, which of course is not very secure. So Samsung are making a really good one that will be just as good as the iPhone one. So of course, while the S20 has beaten the iPhone 11 in a lot of ways it can't match the face id system so it is just as it's more secure than just about any android version uh, but they're looking to change out of the galaxy s30 or s21 either one of those so this theory of course is uh, based off a patent most of these things are uh, that samsung has filed for a time of flight so tof uh, sensor dubbed iso iso c-e-l-l uh, vision uh, this is spotted by let's go digital uh, so these sensors can be used to measure the distance or depth of objects, making them useful to create 3D mods and stuff like that, but also facial recognition. So of course it can scan your face, it gets the depth, so it can't be tricked by a picture, it can literally just be you. So of course, it's not uh, not a new idea. In fact, Samsung phones uh, have already have them, but Sony made ones and they're reportedly not as good as one Apple has access to and they want to beat it. So Samsung opted not to include a sensor in the Note 20 range, perhaps the result has been stuck with the inferior ones. Uh, but based on this pattern, it looks like they're changing the situation into uh, where they've got better ones. Of course, there's no guarantee that will come with the S30. Obviously, these are all... Uh, a patent doesn't mean it's actually coming, it just means that there's a chance. Um, obviously, still possible though, and I feel like it could. I feel like it's a feature they do want to try and get. So that's quite good. Samsung and Huawei beaten by serious new rival from Royale, or Royal. Uh, so of course, uh, Samsung and Huawei uh, both have a foldable phone challenger. Uh, Royale's Flex Pi, uh, Pa, uh, something like that, uh, two which launched last night. So of course, um, Samsung and Huawei both have folding devices. I haven't really seen much on the Huawei one, but I've seen a lot on the Samsung one. So of course, this is quite interesting. So this is a uh, Galaxy Z Fold 2 and Huawei Mate XS rival uh, for RMB 9988, 
which currently is about $1,472, which of course is $500 cheaper than Samsung's and over $1,000 cheaper than Huawei's. Of course, if you convert prices, the Mate XS also isn't available in the US. Of course, that is quite a serious discount. Getting so many reminders here. Of course, uh, but of course, the quality of the phone is what matters. Uh, and of course, uh, it's quite good. So, of course, what do you get for the price? Uh, you get the Qualcomm Snapdragon 865, uh, which means 5G connectivity, which is really nice, of course, for the price you're paying as well. I don't think many people will be able to get this. I think this is going to be China only. But still, I mean, it's possible. Uh, you'll get between 8 and 12 gigabytes of LPDDR5 RAM and a 4,450 mAh battery, four camera lenses, which is quite a lot. Uh, including a 60 megapixel ultra wide, 8 megapixel telephoto, and 64 megapixel main camera. Also, a 32 megapixel portrait lens for selfies, which is really good. Of course, a lot of lenses, uh, but of course, a higher megapixel count does not guarantee good pictures. Of course, software has a lot to do with it. Of course, you've seen that a lot with the Google Pixel range. Their camera, even though not great, has still got really good pictures. Like, the megapixel count isn't super high. Uh, also, an improved hinge mechanism which has been tested to a stand over 1.8 million folds, which is obviously more than you'll probably ever do. Uh, it's slightly thinner as well than Samsung's at 6.9mm, but of course not as slim as Huawei's 5.44mm handset. Of course the display is where magic happens, so similar to Huawei's phone, uh, it folds outwards instead of inwards. This means there's no need for a third party cover like Samsung's phone, but it does mean the main screen is constantly exposed. Uh, which has been a screen protector and a case. So of course the issue with that is if there's something in your pocket it will start to scratch which is obviously an issue. But I mean something that people I think do tend to forget is the fact that when you put your phone in your pocket as well that screen's still there and it, that's been fine. So obviously this may not be too much of an issue apart from it's both sides as well. Uh, so the display is 7.8 inches with a 1920 by 1440 resolution and a 3 uh, to 4 aspect ratio. Uh, slightly larger than the Fold 2, which is 7.6 inches, but a much lower resolution. Uh, of course, the Samsung one is 1768 by 2208. Of course, Huawei's is also larger and a higher resolution. But of course, a bigger screen for lower resolution doesn't go well, but I think there's not really much difference, and I think it's still quite good. Uh, I think it's still got a plastic screen though. So of course this is a nice phone for the, well I say for the price, it's quite expensive. But I think it's a nice device and I think it's cool. I think uh, Royale were also, uh, Royal were probably the first one, I think they were the first one to show the folding phone. I remember it at like a CES or something like that. So of course uh, this is quite interesting. Nice uh, phone as well and I think it will definitely uh, you'll get sales, just probably not in like UK, US, Europe kind of area. I don't think it'll be selling there. Xiaomi Mi 10T series uh, confirmed to launch next week. Uh, so, of course, the 10T, uh, internationally, I think. So, of course, um, Xiaomi has sent out the save the date invites for the launch of the Mi 10T line in Europe. Uh, so, we expect this series will be announced globally on September the 30th. Uh, which is like eight days from now, and they'll hold a, they'll host a virtual event on the day. So expected to launch alongside the more premium 10T Pro, 
Uh, there's also rumours of a light model, but nothing is confirmed. So, of course, it will succeed the Mi 9T and the Mi uh, 9T Pro, but unlike their predecessors, they don't seem to be rebranded Redmi smartphones. Uh, they'll bring a new design and different specs to the table. So, of course, it could be interesting to what we see, uh, and, of course, I'll talk about it when it is released. Sony apologised for PS5 uh, pre-order disaster and says more consoles will be available soon. So, of course, PlayStation 5 is very popular and I assume uh, that they haven't got enough for the pre-orders. So, of course, uh, it's one of the most eagerly anticipated gaming consoles uh, of the year. So, of course, when the pre-orders came out, uh, there was a disaster. So, of course, they opened um, last week ahead of the official launch on November the 19th. Uh, and, of course... Um, while many big retailers like Game, Amazon, Argos uh, stocked their PlayStation 5, they ran out of stock, meaning uh, many fans were unable to pre-order this new console. So Sony has apologised for the issue, and they said more consoles will be available soon. I'm not sure what the issue was, maybe they couldn't make enough and they wanted to, or um, they didn't expect it to get that many sales, even though I think they should have done anyway. So of course that could be, it could be either one of those. Uh, they said, they tweeted, uh, let's be honest, PlayStation 5 pre-orders could have been a lot smoother. We truly apologise for that. Over the next few days, we will release more PlayStation 5 uh, consoles for pre-order. Retails will share more details. And more PS5s will be available uh, for, through the end of the year. So, of course, they'll keep on stocking them. But I think it will still stay out of stock uh, for a long time anyway because of just how popular this is because it's the next generation. So, of course, if you're trying to get one, get one when you see it, if you can. Of course, some people who maybe can't get it right now is going to be very annoyed when they're all out of stock. And got... But I think eventually, you'll eventually be able to find one. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please consider subscribing if you're on YouTube. Uh, if you're not on YouTube, or actually, if you are on YouTube, though, uh, do turn on the bell as well so you get notified every time I upload, uh, which is daily. Um, obviously, I'll give you all the tech news. If you're on anything else like Anchor, something like that, Spotify, there should be something like a follow button. Uh, click on that, and then you can see all the latest tech news by me. Anyways, have a good day.